0: of living on the bright side of life, having a positive outlook on life, living on the bright side of life. You said life presents you with the two. It presents you with a blessing and a kiss. It presents you with, with life and death. It presents you with sickness and health. But the choice is yours. When you wake up in the morning, you have a choice to say, this day I'm going to live on the bright side of life. Or you have a choice to say, Wow. It's another day hmm? and be negative and be grumpy for the whole day. So the choice is yours. But do you know what? Advice you to live on the bright side of life. Hallelujah. So today we're gonna see two incidences of how the people chose to live on the bright side of life instead of focusing on their darkest moments. No, you have a choice to focus on your dark moment. And remember that whatever you feed grows. So stuff your dark moment okay and feed your bright side Mark chapter 5 Mark chapter 5 we read from verse 21 Mark chapter 5 verse 21 and reads And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him and he was beside the sea. So Jesus was surrounded by multitudes of people. There were so many people around him. Verse 22, then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So we see a man here, the ruler of the synagogue, No'al, you know. He's the ruler of the synagogue, yet he was facing um, the dark side of his life. But then look at him when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He respected him. He worshipped him. He knew that the bright side is only found in him. So even as we come together, family, I want to encourage you to learn to respect God. Learn to worship God. When we worship God, it's not a time to sit and look around. When you know God is the source of your bright side, you will learn to, to worship him. Here's the leader of the synagogue, the ruler of the synagogue who was making sure that the worship service in the service in the, in the synagogue is well, who was looking after the service. This is the man in leadership. But when he saw Jesus, he respected him, he worshipped him. And the Bible says he implored him earnestly he pleaded earnestly with him he beseeched him you know he made strong prayers he asked jesus he asked he begged for help and you know when we are when we are in need all that we can do is to ask for help but then we need to know where our help comes from and as david says my help does not come from the mountains. Eh? Where does my help? He says, I will lift up my eyes unto the Lord. You see, in those days they used to do their sacrifices on high mountains. They used to sacrifice unto other gods. You know, remember the story of Balak, Balak and Balaam? It's like if we go higher, you know, we'll be able to kiss them. So David was saying, My help does not come from the mountains. Eh? My, my help goes further. My, my the source of my help is further. Than the mountains, so even this man was coming before the Lord Jesus Christ, and he was asking him, he pleaded him earnestly, and he says, "It's like my my daughter is a, this is the last extremity." He, he said to him, He's, she is at the point of death." Have you seen a person being at the point of death, knowing that this one may go at any time, and that's why some, sometimes latola before butchoka eh? fala, he reported that they are dead before that. Because when a person sees it's like, hey, this one, there's no hope. And so it was the case with Jaira's daughter. Because when he said, to, when he came to Jesus, he said, my little daughter is at the point of death. Now tell me if that is not the dark side of life. He's at the point of death. And he says, come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live so Jairus' dark side of life was that his daughter was at the point of death. Death was imminent. The bright side of life was to ask Jesus to lay hands on his daughter that she may get healed. Say, look, you can do this, but there's death here, but I know if you can come, I know if you can lay your hands on her, she will live. Okay. So verse 24, the Bible says in he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. Look, we have been reading from verse 21. It says the way the crowd had gathered around Jesus. So even when Jairus comes to Jesus, there are crowds around Jesus. When Jairus speaks to Jesus, when Jairus worshiped, he worshiped in the midst of multitudes. He came and begged Jesus and made earnest prayers in the midst of multitudes. See, when you are desperate, you don't care. You don't care who's looking at you. When you worship the Lord, when you praise the Lord, when you dance unto the Lord, you don't care. Because sometimes you may please people and say, I'm going to keep my cool, but they don't know what you are going through. So if you know what you are going through, you will worship the Lord, you know, with, without reserving yourself, unreservedly giving yourself unto the Lord. And this is what Jairus did because he knew, he knew his daughter was at the point of death. So, in the midst of multitudes, he came and worshipped and cried unto Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus went with him. And the crowd still followed. So, another bright side of life for Jairus was that Jesus followed him to his house. Isn't it a bright side of life? To be Jesus' host. So, Jesus was going with Jairus. and Jairus was going to host the king of kings, the lord of lords, the bright morning star, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon. Jesus! was going to be Jairus. Jairus' daughter. <laughs> I actually thought of Ntatemukuru, and I said, Jesus! <laughs> He'd be singing a song. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's see. Verse <laughs> 25. And there was a woman who had headed his church of blood for 12 years. Now get the story. Here's Jesus. Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house. Okay? But then it's like, Matthew leaves, who's his mark? Huh? He leaves us there to say, okay, Jairus went with Jesus. But now he leaves Jairus and Jesus and then concentrate now on the woman. But where are they going? They are on the way to Jairus' house. Okay? So there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. Okay? So, according to, to the law, this woman was, according to their, their, their rituals, she was, she was unclean. If you, if you read their laws, Leviticus 15, it talks about such women who had a discharge. She was, she was an unclean person. Verse was 26. And who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So, the woman's dark side of life was that she had a sickness. For 12 years. Have you ever been sick for 12 years? Here's a woman. Dark side of life. For 12 years, she was sick. She suffered much under many doctors. I'm sure the doctors were even avoiding her. When they saw her coming. they said, oh, is that one? 12 years going to different doctors. Suffering much, giving your money. She exhausted her money. She grew worse instead of getting better. The situation must be depressing, eh? Must have depressed her. She chose to see what possibilities are there for her. You see, victory is sure for those who endure. Victory is sure for those who endure. If you endure, you will have victory. Don't just try and say, "I, I will see. And then sometimes it's like, you know, it's like when you kick this wall. When you kick, if, if every day you will come, you know, and take your hammer and, you know, this wall will not fall, eh? The next day you'll come, this wall, after maybe a year or two or three, the wall will fall. Victory is sure for those who endure. So sometimes when you say, come to prayer, come to prayer, and we pray and we feel like you look, you look at yourself and you, it's, it's like it's not happening. Eh? Why are we praying and it's not happening, Hmm. Why am I tithing and it's not happening? Why am I giving and it's not happening? Keep on hitting that wall. Keep on hitting that wall. Ultimately, it will fall. Victory is sure for those who endure. So this woman kept on hitting the wall. No, she tried. She tried the doctor. She tried. She went all over the place. She exhausted her mind. If she had the medical aid, it was depleted by then. That was a dark side. And when people saw her, probably they looked at her and said, this one is unclean. When people call you unclean, when you have spent the whole of your money, you do not have money. When doctors are even afraid of you. hmm? When you have been sick for 12 years, there's a dark side of life. If you think you have been through the dark side of your life, look at this woman. And look at your challenge and tell me if you are really in the dark side. But while the situation was depressing, she chose to see that there are possibilities. Something can be done. Verse 27, she had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. So she had heard that there's this man called Jesus. And she had healed. She had heard the report about him that she had healed blind Bartimaeus. She had healed one who was deaf and dumb. She healed. So she had heard the reports. And that is why it is, it's important that you hear, family. It's important that you hear about the word of God. The word that is able to change situations. He had heard, she had heard about this man. Huh? And remember that Jesus would have been unclean. If she touched Jesus according to the law, Jesus would auto- automatically be unclean. She was actually not to be supp- not supposed to be among the crowd. But because she had heard the reports about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. So each small step of faith is a giant step of growth. Just that little step of faith if I touch him. Verse 28, it says, for she said. Hmm? See the power of speaking? She said to herself. And she heard herself speak. And she believed what she said. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. That's genuine faith. Genuine faith. Involves action. You are saying, I'm not just going to sit here and say, I believe, but I will go and do something. We don't just stay home and believe, but we do according to what we believe. Hallelujah. (laughs) And verse 29, and immediately the flow of blood dried up. Ah. All of a sudden, bright side. All of a sudden, the problem that could not be solved. Twelve years, just in a moment, in a moment, just in a moment, she touched Jesus. The flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Verse 13, Jesus perceived in himself that power had gone out from him. Immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? Remember, we have been reading from verse 21 that there were crowds. Crowds gathered around him. But Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone. That somebody had drawn power from him. Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out of him. immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched me? Have you felt sometimes... When, they, when they, 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 the mosquito bites you. huh? You haven't seen it. But you feel somebody, something suck your blood. Hmm? And when you turn, you're like, sh- unto me ngole, And by then it's gone. And that's exactly what this woman did. She came to Jesus and said, If only I can touch. His i will be made whole. And before Jesus knew the mosquito had <laughs> already and Jesus at that time says, now I perceive, he says perceiving in himself that power had gone. Immediately turned about the crowd and said, who touched my garments. Verse 31. And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd praising around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear. Why would she come in fear? Because ritually she was unclean, she was not supposed to be in the crowd, she was supposed to be an outcast there. But then when she came to Jesus, after being healed, she came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. See, Jesus requires us, requires that we tell him the whole truth. You cannot hide anything from God. Even in your worst mistakes, a miracle is in the making. That's what the song say here. Yeah? So you come before him and say, and I can't hide. There's another song that we sing. I can't hide my, 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 my wrongs. Just come before you. Because look, you can hide from men, but from God you can't. You can deceive us, but you cannot deceive God. And you cannot deceive yourself. So even if this, this woman could, maybe could have said, no, I've been sick for one day, you know, <laughs> I was just touching you, the Bible says she told him the whole truth. What was the whole truth? I've been sick for 12 years, I've been bleeding for 12 years. I've tried doctors, and none of them could help me. I've spent all my money, and instead of becoming better, I became worse. And then I've decided to come here. I heard about you. I heard the report about you. I heard how you healed blind bachemius. I heard how you touched men. I heard how many were healed by you. And when I heard that you were passing here, I told myself, if only I can touch this garment, I will be made whole. I believed it. I believed that I was going to be made whole. I believe this word do you believe eh? do you believe that one touch a mere touch can bring a change in your life this woman believed that believed that if I can touch his garment I will be made whole so the Bible says she trembled and fell down before him and told him the whole truth So this is the second person that we see coming before them, falling down and worshipping and telling him the whole truth. See the power of worship. See the power of prayer. See them coming and knowing that our solution is found nowhere but in this man. Verse 34, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease." Now, listen to this. He said to her, Your faith has made you well. It is your faith that will make you well. Your faith. In the Old Testament, it says the just shall live by his faith. You shall live by your faith. It is your faith that will make you well. If you believe, if you believe, if you believe, it is your faith that will make you well. And every time Jesus would heal people, this is what he would say, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. So the bright side of the life of this woman is that she was totally healed. The dark side now turned into the bright side. Just in a moment, in a moment of believing and touching Jesus, the bright side came into being. Jesus said the woman's faith healed her. If a faith could heal her then your faith will heal you now. Hallelujah. Your faith it is your faith. What do you believe? Do you believe this word that is forever settled in heaven? Do you believe that when he has said so it is so? Do you believe that his kingdom will not be shaken? If he's on the throne and he's speaking, his word will come to pass. If Jesus could heal this woman a thousand of years ago, how much more will he do that for you today? Your faith will heal you. Whatever you are going through, your faith will heal you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your faith will keep you healthy. Your faith will provide for you. It is your faith. You know, whatever you do, do it by faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God, family. It is your faith that will fight for you. When you come, when you praise the Lord, do it in faith. When you worship the Lord, do it in faith. When you give unto the Lord, do it in faith, for it is your faith that will work for you. Don't just do it because they are saying we are doing it in church. Because it's a a rule in our church. There's no rule here. It is your faith. It is your faith that will work for you. You see coronavirus, it is your faith that will heal you. When you believe You'll be looking at what God could do instead of what the devil is doing. Look at what God is doing. That's the bright side. Instead of looking at what the devil is doing. You see, Jesus said if you have a, a, a faith like a mustard seed, yeah? If you have a faith like a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, mountain be moved. Or you will say to this tree, be unplugged and fall into the sea. If you have a seed like a mustard seed. Now, do you have a faith of a mustard seed? Even if it's that little, it will work for you. It will work for you. If you exercise it, it will work for you. I'm reminded the other day I was preaching here and there was a guy who had biceps. How many of you remember that? Not, not Mr. Murud. There was another guy who was seated here and I, made a, I called him and made a, uh, an example with him that if we don't exercise our faith but if we exercise our faith our biceps will be as big as his. Remember the guy? He passed on this week. Sorry. He passed on this week. What I'm, I'm trying to say to you, <laughs> sometimes when we preach, when you come to church, and I'm asking, are you sure that we are sure? That we are sure that we are going to heaven? You understand? I'm sorry, I'm just deviating from my message because I'm, I'm just, I just remembered that he was unfortunately hit by the car this, this week. And remember I said last time that we are so much concentrating on the coronavirus that is the only thing that kills and if we forget that our hands are in the hands, uh, are in the, our lives are in the hands of the Lord, and the enemy can use anything to it, so the safest place is being in the hands of the Lord. I just trust you are still living for the Lord and you are serving the Lord, and you has gone home, heaven. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm sorry if I've, if I've spoiled, <laughs> spoiled your. your Your life, but I was just reminded as I was saying this that having a faith of a mustard seed, if you exercise it, it will grow. It will come to a point where it says you move anything, not just mountain. If a mustard seed faith can move a mountain, you can imagine in life, you know, if even if you. Even if it's just that mustard seed, you can use it. You can use it in every situation. It is your faith that will work for you. Mustard seed. Look, the mustard seed we can at least see. It's very, very, very small. Eh? Those who have been in Israel have seen it. It's, it's such a small, small seed. But at least you can still see it with your naked eye. And God says, if you have a faith like that, you can use it. You can move mountains in your life with that faith. But then look at what is happening. Coronavirus that we can't even see with our naked eye. So small that it requires a, a microscope to see it. People would rather believe that this small thing can kill them rather than having the faith of a mustard seed. And believing that God is a healer. People would rather believe scientists that keep on changing. Today we realize this, tomorrow we realize it, instead of believing God, whose word is forever settled in heaven, whose word does not change. The choice is yours. Are you going to have at least, at least, the faith of a mustard seed? Or are you going to believe? a little virus that can only be seen through the microscope? Are you going to believe God, Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth? Or are you going to believe the scientists who are busy making researches every day, the facts keep on changing every day? Which side are you going to live on? God's side is ever bright. Hallelujah. When you believe, you'll be looking at what God can do instead of what the devil can do. Look, if you are carried away by everything that the devil, the devil, there's the devil, there's the devil, there's the devil, this, then you are full of that. You are feeding something in you. You are becoming negative. But if it's like God, there's God, there's God, there's God, there's then you're even on the bright side. And the desire of the enemy is that we concentrate on what he can do. Verse 35 While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter, remember that Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house? And think of Jairus. If Jesus had said, Look, I'm going with you to your place, and while you are on the way, there comes another woman. A woman now who stops Jesus. In other words, they are delayed. And when Jairus left his, his place, when he came to Jesus, he was saying, my daughter is at the point of death. Now, if she was at the point of death, then, how much more with all these delays of the, the, the woman with the issue of blood now? They are more delayed. So, after Jesus had attended to this woman, the people came from Jairus' house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Hmm? Forget. Forget about you. You are still going with Jesus. Forget. Your daughter is gone. Now the dark side of the life of Jairus got even darker. She's not sick unto death, but now she is dead. It's like it's over. These people are coming to say, look, there's no pulse. We have checked everything. No, she's dead. So the dark side is becoming even darker. So sometimes your life while we are trying is becoming even darker. Like this woman, the Bible says, she was trying, you know, instead of becoming better, she was getting worse. So sometimes the dark side become, becomes even darker. But Jairus got an opportunity to now stop looking at the bright side of life. And that Jesus was with him. Eh? He said Jesus was, was with him, it was the bright side of life. But now she's hearing, he's hearing bad news. His household members reported bad news and even suggested that abandon pursuing the bright side of life. Eh? Why trouble the teacher? Why trouble the teacher anymore? It's like, you see your situation. Why pray any longer? You see your situation is not changing. Why go to the prayer meeting while you see your situation? Your situation is not changing. Why keep on giving while your situation is not changing? Hmm? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Hallelujah. Do not fear, only believe. You go into school and you hear that, you know, somebody has tested positive. The Bible says, do not fear, only believe. One of your colleagues have tested positive. Do not fear, only believe. There's hope in the word of God. There's a promise in the word of God. Only believe. Hallelujah. If it's a dark trial, it will be rewarded by a bright crown. Hallelujah. Jesus refocuses his attention. Fear operates in the dark side of life. Jesus told him, do not fear. Hmm? Fear operates on the dark side of life. Sadly, there are many people who are dying today, not, most of them is not because they are sick. It's because they were told, you have tested positive. So they become anxious. They become fearful. And it's this fear that may take their lives. So fear operates in the dark side. That's why Jesus had to tell him, do not fear. Only believe. So faith often appears where it's least expected. Sometimes but you better expect. That's where fear thrives. And I pray that you will choose to believe. To say, I will not fear, but I will believe. Hallelujah. Faith operates on the bright side of life, while fear operates on the dark side of life. So Jesus told him, only believe. Jesus was saying, stay on the bright side of life. See what God can do, not what the virus can do. Not what people are saying. eh? Stay, stay on the bright side of life. Verse 37, and he followed no one. And he allowed, sorry, allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Now this is the circle of Jesus. Here they are, they've come to the house the crowds are following the many crowds but then when they come to the house of Jairus, the Bible says he allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James and John you see in your life sometimes you need to cut the crowds who is in your circle, who is in your inner circle it has to be the people who are speaking the same language with you it has to be the people who are believing the same God with you Because Jesus was thinking if I take these crowds in and I said don't worry and I said don't fear all will be well. These crowds may start speaking negative things to Jairus and it may affect the faith of Jairus. Make sure that you surround yourself with the people that are speaking the same language of faith with you. Speak faith. Who is in your inner circle. Who is speaking to you? Make sure when you receive a call, it's not a call that says, you are going to get sick. Make sure that you stick to the people that are speaking the same language. That are believing the same God that are seeing the bright side of life that are seeing the ability of God in your situation so Peter kept the crowds outside. Verse 38 they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw commotion chaos people weeping and wailing loudly and when he had entered he said to them why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead but sleeping And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. So, Jesus was saying, the child is not dead but sleeping. What he was saying was her condition is temporary. eh? She would be restored. When you sleep, you know you're going to wake up. eh? So, he was saying, no, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. This situation is temporary. This situation that we are going through is temporary. Eh? This situation that you are going through is temporary. Is it a health situation? It's temporary. Financial situation is temporary. COVID 19 situation is temporary. This situation that you are going through is temporary. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus cut off the people who are on the dark side of life. Look, he was saying, why this commotion? Eh? When you come to a place and it's, look, my demoni are to thrive, I'm going Where look confusion. Hmm? Well, that's, that's why we have to at least try, try, try to keep things in order. Because demons and the devil, they hate order. They're likely to thrive in your house if there's disorder in your house, if there's disorder in your cupboard. <laughs> If you don't have any structure, if you don't have any order, if anybody speaks as he wills, anybody does that that's where the demons thrive. They like commotion, they like chaos. You know, and then, then we start saying, In the name of Jesus, get out, get out, get out. I bind you, I bind you, I lose you, I lose you. And then it's like, hey, You know, there's, there's commotion, and that's where the devil thrives. If your finances are not in order, that's when the devil thrives. He steals from there. So there was commotion here and Jesus had to address this commotion and to say, shut up. This, this situation is temporary. It will be over and remain outside. And he took the parents and Peter, and James and John and they went in. Now this is a lesson to us that we should be wise and cut some people off our space. People who are drawing you to the dark side of life. Jesus, who is love, became firm in dealing with the people who are on the dark side of life. Huh? Firm. At times you have to be firm. Tell that fox. Hmm? Tell that fox to get off. Oh, you of little faith. Get behind me, Satan. Oh, you brood of vita, vipers. Hmm? You are like your father, the devil. This is Jesus, the, the very loving Jesus that you know. But there were times when he had to speak like this. Hmm. was loving, but he became firm. Dealing with people who are negative, who are on the dark side of life. We need to be firm in addressing people who would want to draw us into fear and into doubt. Stand your ground in what you believe in. If you believe in this God, stand regardless of what people say. If you believe this, you will remain on the track. You need to be firm. Keep fear and unbelief out of your room. When we keep fear and unbelief out of the room, we enter the room with faith. And faithful people, a miracle will manifest. Enter the room in faith. Enter the room with Faith-filled people. So in verse 41, taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means little girl I say to you, arise. So Jesus was speaking in a language that this girl could understand, that the, 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 the disciples could understand, that the parents could understand. Because Talitha kumi is not really, it's not, it's not the Greek. That is why the Bible explains it, which means little girl. It could have been Arabic, but it was a language that they were used to. You know, it's like what what is it that we are used to that the lingua maybe that we are used to in South Africa that people may not I don't know what example to give, but but he was saying that a little girl, little girl arise. Why? Because he knew the, the situation was temporary. And immediately, immediately remember that that woman touched Jesus and immediately the flow of blood stopped. Now even in this case, immediately the girl got up and began walking for she was 12 years of age. The woman had suffered 12 years of bleeding and Jesus healed her. Jesus came to Jairus house and he found a girl of 12 years and healed her. They were immediately overcome with amazement and he strictly charged them. But no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Now we need to see what God is doing. We need to see from God's perspective instead of what the devil is doing. Let's look at possibilities of healing, of salvation, and of miracles. I said last week that people in China, even if most of them, we do not know China as a Christian country. But they be positive. They build a hospital in two days. But then, we in South Africa are digging graves. We're On the negative side, we are concentrating on what what the devil can do. What could go wrong? Let's prepare graves. But in China, they said, what could go right? Let's build hospitals because we believe people are going to be healed. So even in your own situation, you might be digging graves for yourself in your situation. Do you see the possibility of God working in your situation? Or do you see, are you hopeless about the situation? There's hope. You can rise from the ashes. Do not fear, only believe. You can see what God is doing, or you can look at what the devil is doing. So, family of God, look on the bright side of life. Live on the bright side of life. Believe God, believe His word. Are we encouraged this morning? Have we received the word this morning? Are we people of faith this morning? Are we going to check who's in our circle? Who is speaking to us? What are they saying? How influential are they? Eh? Do we have positive influence? This is is our confession. We positively influence. Are you also influencing others positively? Or are you speaking negative unto them? You shall not die, but live. You shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. A thousand may fall on your side, ten thousand on your right side. It will not come near you. Only with your eyes will you see the recompense of the wicked. You are protected. No evil shall befall you. Every virus that touches your body dies instantly. In the name of Jesus. Come, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We appreciate your word this day, dear God. We thank you that you are God and that there's none like you. Father, we believe your word. You said in your in word that we should not fear, but we should only believe.